Good morning, everyone. It's a great joy to be with you here this morning. Just uh, one quick note about our second reading, because when you come to Lourdes, you always get two homilies, right? I thought that would be funny. I guess not. Um, <laughs> one quick note about our second reading. This is called the Christic Hymn, the Canonic Hymn. Uh, this is a hymn of the early church that St. Paul is quoting. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be exploited. What's so beautiful here is, right, God who is infinite, who is perfect, who is in heaven, he doesn't allow that to become something that he exploits for other people or to other people. He humbles himself. Oftentimes, Right? Sometimes what we can struggle with is we use our status to get what we want. We exploit others, we, we manipulate others to get what we want instead of recognizing ourselves in humility as equal to other people. One of the priests in seminary used to say, if there's ever a time where you don't wear your clerics, it's when you go to buy a car, right? Because uh, the person looks at you and says, oh, you're a priest, here, I'll give you an extra 10% discount or 20% discount, right? Uh, it's tempting for us to use our status to get what we want. Yet God doesn't teach us that. Even God himself humbles himself even to the point of death, death on a cross. So encouragements, go home and pray with that. That's such a powerful passage uh, to wrestle with it, to pray with it, to meditate on it. Good conversation. There's nothing more powerful to me, well, maybe I shouldn't say nothing, but you know what I mean, uh, than a good conversation, right? When you have a good conversation with someone. I have a buddy who's a priest in Omaha Diocese. I don't get to see him very much, but whenever we connect, there's always just like a naturalness of, the, of ease for talking. There's a levity, there's a joy, and there's a goodness in those conversations. Maybe you have that with a friend, maybe your spouse. Maybe someone that you know, uh, someone that you don't see very often, but when you see them, there's just like this joy to conversation. Whenever I talk to my friend who's uh, that priest in Omaha, uh, the night gets away from us and all of a sudden it's like 2 a.m. and we're like, we gotta go to bed, right? Uh, I'm sure you've had that before, where you just stay up late and you don't realize what time it is because there's a joy, there's a levity in talking to this other person. The joy, the fun, the levity of a good conversation. I think this is what Jesus wants to invite us into today, having a good conversation with Christ. There's different times in the gospel where Jesus gives a sermon, he gives a homily where there's not much dialogue, but today he starts off with a very simple question. What is your opinion? And then he goes on to tell a story. A father, a man had two sons, something we can all relate to. But what I love about it is Jesus is entering into dialogue with someone, the Pharisees, that disagree with him. Jesus desires to dialogue with each one of us. The heart of prayer is dialogue with God. And so as Jesus goes on, what is your opinion? He's connecting with them. He's connecting with people, the Pharisees, who disagree with him. He's saying, what is your opinion? Can we have dialogue? Can we speak to each other? What is the heart of prayer? Dialogue, which is a heart-to-heart -heart speaking. The core ad core loquitur that comes from being in dialogue with the Lord. 
I think one of the challenges in our culture today is that we're so busy. We got so much going on. We run a million miles per hour that we forget to listen to other people. We forget to spend time with other people. We forget to be in conversation with people. We all have those friends in our life where when you talk to them, you can tell they don't care at all with what you're saying. They're just waiting for you to be done so they can get in what they want to actually say. The heart of prayer, the heart of conversation is dialogue. And Jesus wants to invite us into a dialogue today. Brothers and sisters, the main point for today, the main point for today is to have dialogue, to have prayer with the Lord. I think a good conversation requires three things. The first thing is in a conversation and dialogue with another, it's the same for prayer, we have to recognize it's not about you. It's not about you. One of the greatest gifts is when you're getting a good conversation with someone and they're so interested in you. And they ask you all these questions. They're not looking to just respond or butt in, but they're just asking you more and more questions. Tell me more about that. Tell me about this that happened in your life. Tell me about your childhood. Tell me a story about your life. Have you ever had one of those friends who's so interested in you, they don't even care about sharing their own, their own stories or their own whatever? A good conversationalist is interested in you. Last year, I gave a talk to our middle schoolers. I hope to uh, give it again this year, but the title of the talk was, God doesn't just love you, God likes you, right? We hear that all the time, God loves you, God loves you. But do we believe God doesn't just love me, he also likes me? And for a middle school, especially those middle school girls, uh, they get all these emotions of, oh, I like this guy. I like this, this boy is cute, I like him, and, and the guys do that too, you know? But God doesn't just love you, he likes you. Everything about you. He knows you intimately. He has every hair on your head numbered. Those things that you don't like about yourself, maybe it's, um, I don't know, you're balding or something, Father Brian, uh, right? <laughs> maybe it's a, a mole that you have or just those different things we don't really love about ourselves. We don't like about ourselves. God doesn't just love you, he likes you and he's utterly interested in you. And this is the beautiful part about prayer. It's not about you, it's about God. And God drives you into his life. That's the beautiful part of conversation is there's a, a the, the, when the heart speaks to heart, the chord chorloquitur, you're drawn into the other person. Think about when you met your best friend. Think about when you met your spouse. What was that like when you stayed up to midnight talking? What was it like when you were drawn into their heart? You wanted to know everything about that person. God wants to know everything about you. God doesn't just love you, he likes you. Prayer is not about you, it's about God. The second key to a good conversation, I think, is asking questions, being utterly inquisitive. I think one of the great things about prayer do we ever ask God, God, what do you think about me? What do you think about this? What do you think about the way that I'm living my life? It's a dialogue. In prayer, if you're anything like me, I show up in the morning and I just complain to God of my list. Here's everything that I'm struggling with. Here's the hard things in my life. Here are the challenges. 
Hear the joys, hear the gifts. But do I take time to ask God and then listen to what he has to say back to me? God, what are your hopes? What are your dreams for my life? God, why do you love me? Why do you like me? Ask the Lord questions and listen to what he has to say to you. The third thing that I think makes for a good conversation is we have to recognize there's a time and space. We have to order that. So think of space and area. There's a difference between having a conversation with someone in the kitchen than in the dining room, than at a supermarket, than here in a church. There's a difference to that. We have to carve out space in our homes, in our lives, in order to have good dialogue with the Lord. Do you have a prayer room at your house? Do you have a room dedicated where you can just go in and we know this is our quiet room, this is where I go, and maybe you have an icon on the wall that you, you can uh, kneel towards, that you can pray with, that you can uh, recognize God is here, God is in this space. And then of course time. There's a difference to having breakfast, lunch, or dinner with someone. You're gonna have vastly different conversations. Same with prayer. If you wake up and the first thing you do is pray, versus if you wait till the very last hour of the day and have a conversation with the Lord. Those conversations are gonna be different. We have to have an order of time and space in our lives to have good conversations, to have good dialogue with the Lord. What is your opinion? God is asking you questions. Are you in dialogue with him? Today we celebrate the feast of St. Therese of Lisieux, and I think she embodies this in so many different ways. A powerful saint, a saint, Pope Pius X, St. Pius X said she is the greatest saint of modern times. She died when she was 24, just a young girl in the convent, entered the convent when she was 15. She knew herself so well, and she knew uh, the many ways that she offended Jesus that when she was just six years old, before the age of reason, God granted her the grace to recognize her sins. She made her first confession when she was six years old. When she was just 11 years old, she goes and makes her first Holy Communion. On the day of her first Holy Communion, she made three resolutions. The first resolution, I will entrust myself to the Blessed Virgin Mary every day by praying one memorare. The second resolution and the third are the two that I want to zoom in on. The second resolution is this, I will fight my pride. St. Therese felt this temptation of, I can be great and I can exploit that in front of others. But St. Therese knew, no, I need to humble myself. And this is why she talks about the little way doing great thing, doing uh, small things with great love. She was reading one day 1 Corinthians 12 and all the spiritual gifts. You could be able to speak in tongues, you could go and preach and teach and prophesy, and you could have all these gifts, but if you don't have love, you are nothing. And St. Therese then said, I want to be that love. I want that love of Jesus Christ to course through my veins. I want it everywhere. I don't just want to go and do these things that are flashy, that are fun, but I want the love of Christ to permeate and radiate everything that I do, to do even the smallest of tasks, cleaning the toilets in the convent. Even that I can do with great love. 
small things with great love, I will fight my pride. And the third resolution she made on the day of her first Holy Communion, I will not be discouraged. St. Therese grew up in a time where it was very hard to be Catholic. You see, the 19th century France, there is the rise of atheism attacking the church like never before. Some of the modern philosophers uh, coming out and saying, this isn't real. So atheism gains popularity, but then the opposite extremes happen in the church. The second worst heresy began to plague the church in modern France at that time. The heresy called Jansenism. Essentially, Jansenism, right, is if it's harder, then it's holier. And so what, the church, what these uh, Catholics were doing, well, we don't want to be atheists, so we're going to double down and do everything harder. More is better, harder is better. And St. Therese wanted to fight against that. No, the love of God is real, and his mercy is real, and that's what we're about. I will not be discouraged by these, by these things of this world. I will not be discouraged by the people who are saying this. I will stay in the heart of the church and love the Lord and love the church where she is today. Not where she will be, not where she was, but I will love the heart of the church where she is now. I will not be discouraged. I think prayer can discourage us at times. I carve out that time. I carve out that space. I go to the chapel. God, where are you? I show up to pray. Lord, I'm trying to listen. I don't hear you. Brothers and sisters, Prayer is always worth it. Persevering in your prayer life is always worth it. God is faithful to you. God doesn't just love you, he likes you. Fight against the discouragement that sometimes we face in prayer. Today I invite you into a dialogue, into a conversation with God. What do you want to tell him? What do you want to ask him? Be in conversation with him. God doesn't just love you, he likes you. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible. 